that makes you so fine to me yeah you don't believe in astrology oh my god you are so sexy hey babe what are you doing Welcome to Hitched on the Astral, the podcast exploring the effectiveness of matchmaking through the lens of natal astrology. Hello my angels, welcome to episode 5. It is Lucy Porter here, your resident evolutionary astrologer, psychic, high priestess and long-term student of relationships, attachment and tantra. My loves, this week is a little bit different. I'm in the absence of my dear Jordana and you may be wondering why. Why is it just Lucy this week? Where the hell is Jordana? So since the start of this experiment and in fact probably throughout the entirety of our two-year friendship, (laughs) I've wanted to matchmake Jordana. In fact, I want to matchmake everyone, hence why this experiment has gone forward. Now, Jordana, right, you know her a bit, She has this highly particular chart that is basically, I'm sure you've heard her reference it in the episodes prior, it's basically all concentrated in Sagittarius. She's got seven planets in Sagittarius. And although this can make her like a great flirt, like very good at chatting and conversation and meeting people, long-term union is more tricky because Sag, you know. Sagittarius energy, as we know, it's ruled by freedom. So Anything ruled by freedom, essentially it places extreme importance on movement, expression, philosophy and the higher mind. It's quite hard to charm a Sagittarius unless you impress them with something niche, something they don't know or something that you're very good at and maybe they're not that good at. (laughs) When this all started, I don't know, about six weeks ago now, I was going through the hundreds of applications received hundreds. And one chart stood out to me in particular. And I thought when I saw this chart, oh my god, this chart is so compatible with Jordana's. This is kind of crazy. Especially with her having so much Sagittarius, I'm telling you, that it's rare to see a chart that I think wouldn't bore her. So I began plotting. I asked Jordana, would you allow me to matchmake you? Would you trust me to match you? Based upon the successes in the process so far, she said, okay. And the rest has been left to me. So, my loves, meet Carl, Jordana's match. I know nothing about Carl. I sent out this hitched on the astral application everywhere a couple of months ago on all of these groups on Facebook. In fact, actually, loads of these groups on Facebook They banned me because they said that I was demanding people's personal information. Lol, you know. Anyway, Carl slipped into my DMs and expressed his interest in applying. Now, when I first saw Carl's chart, I was like, oh my God, this chart is wild. It's as wild as Jordana's, which you do not see often. Carl is a Capricorn sun, a Gemini moon, and a Capricorn ascendant. He's got seven planets sitting on his ascendant. Now, as we know, the ascendant is all about identity, self-identity. So here we have a guy who is very into the exploration of personal identity. In fact, Carl has the most Capricorn I've ever seen in one person's chart. He has his Mars 
Mercury, North Node, Uranus, Neptune and Sun, all in Capricorn. So what do we know about Capricorns? Capricorn energy, it is a slow burning energy. It's deeply committed, sometimes in men, ironic, sarcastic, honest, sometimes brutal, hardworking and rigorous. Having Capricorn rule your first house, which Carl does, means that his sense of innermost identity is defined by these traits. He's got these past life gifts on his sovereign line that I wanted to reference. So again, we had this a couple weeks ago with Laurel and Hardy. They had these aspects too. So here with Carl, we have an individual who is very outspoken, driven, freedom-loving, dedicated, and kind of like an inventor. He really gives me inventor energy. Now looking at his chart, I get the sense of someone who's quite secretly radical, like he is inside of a system and subtly reinventing that system from inside of it, like Guy Fawkes. If I was going to give Carl a name, I would call him Guy Fawkes. Now I get the sense that he has a real sense of humour by his first house stellium. It's like he gets the dry irony of life and he makes it his responsibility to express it. Carl has his Jupiter in Scorpio in the eighth house. And the eighth house, it represents life, death and rebirth. Carl's here for the ride, baby. Carl's here to strap on in and go full speed, but actually kind of slowly and for a long time. Yeah, Carl's like a roller coaster that's moving quite slowly, but goes on for about a year and a half. So it's actually way more intense. He's the tortoise, but a kind of... (laughs) So having your Jupiter in the eighth house, this reads as someone who naturally expands through transformation. As we know, wherever we find Jupiter in our chart, because Jupiter is a very big planet, it represents the area of our life which carries natural expansion. For Carl, it's through his committed dedication to self-exploration that he will transform again and again and again and again. It's like his life is made up of lots of little lives and he's constantly transforming himself, being born and dying, being born and dying, which is great because this will not bore Jordana. Now his Jupiter is trine six planets in his chart. Now trines are these highly harmonious aspects. So it's like for Carl, a little rough and tumble is really good for him and it keeps things moving and exciting and ever-changing. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I can't tell you how good it feels to unintentionally, completely unintentionally find a match for your friend. Jordana also has this first house stellium but in Sagittarius. So these two, for God's sake, are just all about personal identity. So they won't get bored, thank God. Jordana has her son, her Mercury and Pluto, all directly conjunct at zero degrees of Sagittarius in her first house. She's so intense. This is so intense. It's like for Jordana, language, thought, expression, it's all tied in directly, directly to her personal sense of identity. And it's interwoven with a desire to like Carly-esque purge all that is underneath her. It's like Jordana standing on a carpet, but actually it's a hovering carpet because she's hollowed out all of the floorboards. It's like she's here to 
a more of a clear description, is that she's like here to shine a light on the void. It's a part of her personality to walk into the void with a head torch and a baton and bang around and penetrate through secrets that live deep in her heart that connects the collective in a way. Her Pluto is also conjunct her moon, by the way, also in Sag. So her emotions follow this exact same suit in a way that she is looking for this enormous depth and she's looking to purge everything, clear everything that does not meet her in that space. She's not interested. With Jordana, her chart is quite somatic in a way. You don't often see such a somatic chart. It's almost as if she wants to understand life through the placing of herself in situations and experiencing the results. So she puts herself somewhere to see what happens. Her chart is almost as if she's perpetually writing a case study on her own lived experience from outside of herself, like she's her own guinea pig or test subject, because she's having such a sort of somatic experience of her own life, but almost in a third-person way. It's quite abstract. She also has her Mars and her Venus directly conjunct each other in Sagittarius, obviously, in her second house. So her masculine and her feminine, Mars is the masculine, Venus is the feminine, are literally uh, joining up as one. Now, them being in the second house, this is all about self-love and resources. God bless the child that has his own, etc. But like I said, if our Mars is our masculine and our Venus is our feminine, they're teaming up in this perfect conjunction in the house of self-love. So here we find a person with this like remarkably accurate aspect who is just astonishingly self-reliant astonishingly self-reliant in some deep way very whole actually Jordana's very lucky when she leads with that wholeness very lucky as long as she accesses and comes from that place fantastic now compatibility why the hell have I matched these two why have I decided to completely scramble episode five and kick Jordana off on a date and do this by myself. Well, it's because they were too compatible for me not to. You will know that if you become my friend or if you're my friend, I'll analyze your chart, your partner's chart, the person you're dating's chart, the person you've slept with once chart. Uh, I will analyze everybody and try and matchmake you continuously. So Jordana is now the lucky recipient of this desire of mine. So compatibility. <laughs> so let's start with the moons. We look at the moons in compatibility, essentially, because the moon is where we seek comfort. It's where we go when we don't know. It's what we've returned to. It's the part of ourselves that very naturally opens, very naturally connects. And often it can be the part of ourselves which is slightly more introverted and scanning and receptive, like the part of ourselves which is governed by the night, where we rest. We rest in the place of the moon. So Jordana's moon is still in Sagittarius, like her entire chart. And Carl's moon is in Gemini. Aha! This was the first part. So here we find a karmic opposition. Sagittarius and Gemini are opposite signs and they work great, although it can be kind of wild. It's quite a wild opposition, the Sag-Gemini opposition. Probably I would go as far to say the wildest opposition. So here we have two hearts who are looking really for a good time. They want to chat. They want to philosophize. 
A Gemini governs the lower mind and Sagittarius governs the upper mind. So together it's a very tasty sandwich. I feel like Jordana will pose a lot of questions to Carl, like totally non-personal, totally like socio-political and challenge him with quite random questions or thoughts about different countries or political situations or artists. She'll bring in the abstract mind. She'll bring in that kind of level, right? And we'll see what Carl brings back in return. I think that he can handle it. What is really great as well, and I thought when I saw this, I thought this is fantastic, is that both Carl and Jordana have their Venus in Sagittarius. So there's a similarity in the kind of relationship that they're after. Both are very community-based, very social, both independent, both seeking, both cultured, both artistic. In fact, I would say primarily they're both very, very artistic people. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just talk about art or performance or something very niche. Now, one of the most important things in the matchmaking is talking about the nodes, right? North and south nodes, so important. North and south nodes, karmic roads. North node, karmic road. South node, karmic road. Same kind of thing, but different ends of the spectrum. Now, Carl, non-surprisingly, has his south node in Cancer, the seventh house, and north node in Capricorn in the first house. So, Carl knows how to relate warmly. He may even have found himself in mushy relationships, warm and loving, like immersed kindly in one another. Now, in Carl's lives before, this was him. It's almost as if, this is so funny, but it's like Carl's a past life mummy, and now he's this, now he's like a this life daddy getting to know himself, asking himself quite literally, who's the daddy? <laughs> Carl's North Node is conjunct his Mars and his Mercury. So this is perfect for Jordana. Carl has come here with something to say about the system, the system in which we live, about the world, about like buildings, about edges. It's funny. Carl's busy. He meets like metaphorical and physical edges and questions them. He's kind of like a futuristic, vocal, mental architect. Sounds quite good for Jordana, right? Now, Jordana's south node is in Aries in the sixth house, and her north node is in Libra in the twelfth house. Some of you may think that Jordana seems like a very old soul, because she has this enormous brain, she's incredibly intelligent, and she can absorb very large amounts of information. So you'd think that she was encoded in old past life information. But actually, according to Jordana's birth chart, she isn't an old soul. In fact, neither of them are. They are quite young souls. I have this practice of looking at a person's chart, and it comes to me very intuitively how many lives they've had before. It's very funny to do. And I feel that actually Jordana and Carl have had fairly similar lives between 30 and 40. Not too many. It may sound like quite a lot, but when you see a chart when someone's had 700, 800, you know about it, right? So what Jordana does have is tons of very old guides, very old spiritual support around her that feed her information and protect her but her soul is actually very young. She's like a baby, an orphaned baby, who was left in like a, a house full of spirits, and all these spirits then raised her, you know? So having your south node in Aries, in the sixth house, denotes a person, this is Jordana, who's been a child like many, many, many times in previous lifetimes, and potentially not made it to adulthood. 
It's quite an Oliver Twist-like placement of a rebellious young child in some kind of service over and over and over. Her North Node is deeply relational. Her North Node is in Libra, but it's hidden. The 12th house, it's a dark house. It's the house of karma. Anything we find in the 12th house, it's like it lives on the astral plane and we have to get an enormous cosmic fishing rod and pull it down to earth so we can see what's up, basically. This life for Jordana, it will inevitably be highly karmic as she strives to create relationship, co-creation and belief systems in dark karmic spaces. So a big part of Jordana's life direction is really just to plunge into and create some trust and relationship to the liminal and actually pull the liminal down to earth and create relationships from that space. It's so funny. I was, this is something that actually made me like cry with laughter for some reason when I thought of this yesterday. <laughs> that I don't know if any of you remember. There was a woman on ITV who was married to a spirit. She was married to the spirit of a pirate. And she married him. There was all these photographs of them at their wedding. Obviously, you couldn't see him, but you could see her. She looked lovely. And um, she came on ITV and she spoke about how they made love and how he's the best love ever. And he was this spirit. And everyone thought it was so funny, you know. And I thought it was hilarious. But also, I totally believed her and was like, of course, you make love with the spirit. Of course, you're married to an invisible spiritual pirate, obviously. And in a way... Jordana's North Node is like the perfect mirroring of that story. Like in a way that could be Jordana, but also because she's got such strong Sagittarius here on Earth placements, I think it will interrupt that actually happening. But it's like a facet of her, which is really funny to reference. So to conclude, what I love about this couple is it's like they're going to understand each other, take the piss out of each other, chat, 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 chat away may just be Jordana, but I think that Carl will chat away too, even I think he'll be a lot more introverted than she will. I have the sense that Carl is quite abstract, and Jordana will like that, and hopefully they will get on extremely well. To me, this is a 9 out of 10 match, and guess what, you lot? They're both in the UK. You'll be so proud of me. This is my first ever match I've put together where they both live in the same country. I can't wait to hear how they get on and what will they say when they spill the beans to me? Let's find out. So, Jordana, oh, yeah, I'm Carl. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> Not quite. Um, how's it going? So, you're, you're the co-host of the... I'm program. technically co-host and editor and producer, yeah. And, and uh, editor and producer, yeah. I've, been trying, I've got a bit more out... Well, we're trying to get a bit more outdoorsy. Oh, yeah. Um, Where have you yeah. been? Some, some good uh, spots? Yeah, I was, I was living by, like, Greenwich Park. You know, it's, like, quite green green bit, so there's that Oxley's wood that's a bit out. Yeah, and I've been trying to... Well, I'm just trying to, like, I don't know, do a bit of cycling, cycle to Richmond Park for Last weekend, oh. like, um, are you in south? Yeah, I'm south. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Camberwell. Where about is it? I'm north. <laughs> north, oh, yeah, north. Finchley, yeah. Finchley, oh, yeah. No. How did you find your date with Carl? It was all right. Um, I haven't been on a date since December 2019, mm. and that IRL. I stand by what I say about Zoom dating. It is horrendous, it is boring. Jordana, <laughs> sorry, but it's true. It's just meeting a stranger over a screen it's not particularly exciting no no and so carl how did you find your date yeah it was um 
it was an interesting experience. Yeah, um, yeah, I was just, uh, had some fun conversations, I think, and like, uh, yeah, I thought Joe Dunham's, yeah, was, uh, yeah, I thought she was quite, uh, yeah, she's an interesting girl, isn't it? Yeah. She's quite like fun, and there's like definitely like, I don't know, she's say, like, I like, I like, I like the people you like talk about ideas and stuff with, and like, like, I don't know, like, even though we didn't have like the same interests, I think there's a bit of like crossover, and like, I don't know, I was like kind of, you know, like, I'd like to get to know about like her, her stuff more as well, you know, like that kind of thing. I thought that was just the way she presented it. Or... Yeah, it's cool. Like, I actually quite like that cause about her, like, just, you know, she's done, I've been like, I love people that like do stuff off their own back as well, and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought. I'm like, yeah, kind of creative person. Like, did art, or I'm not, I don't think I'm an artist anymore, but. What do you mean anymore? What happened? I don't, uh, I don't make any art anymore. Like I used to like to make loads of art, like sculpture, whatever, like and like video shit. But now, now I like I haven't done anything for ages. I'm like to work in tech now, so oh, I kind of really? like that. Yeah, I do. Like, I'm like a software developer, but um, it's, I kind of like it. It's, it's cool. I like it as well. But like, I don't know, it's a bit of funny one. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Like she's yeah, she seems like quite cool, cool girl. Like yeah, like. Yeah, it's weird on the Zoom, the Zoom one because you don't really know, like, yeah, that's a bit of energy. But, like, yeah, in terms of, like, what she seems like she's about and, like, yeah, like, her kind of, like, her approach to things, I thought that was, yeah, like, I'm like, like that, I'm bored with that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, um, like, especially, like, you know, the creativity thing, getting that stuff on my back and, like, yeah, like, quite. I like people that like to, like talk about different ideas and things and like quite open-minded. So that yeah, that was all like quite compatible in that way, I guess. Uh, what you mean other than him living south of the river? I spoke to him about that in his interview. I was like, do you know that one of Jordana's non-negotiables is she lives south of the river? Hello. And then it made me seem like I was an advocate for you, and I think it just confused him. <laughs> like I was your like relational lawyer. It's like, do you know that she won't go south of the river, Carl? So <laughs> you're going to have to come up with a new, you know. Yeah. Got a negotiation. Yeah. He's like, what have I got into? Like, I'm in a, a sandwich of these two witches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, um, I, like, it sounds, it sounds very surface level, but when you consider that London is so massive that it does take about two hours to get to south from North London, from where I am, it, that's a big commitment. Like, for me to travel across London for you, I have to like you quite a bit. Mm. What do you what do you what do you love to do? Well, I'm a I'm a theatre practitioner. It's a great time for theatre. Um, <laughs> I mainly do that. Yeah, I'm a theatre practitioner and a an occult scholar, I guess. And I've also recently started this collective called Don't Tell the Village Elders, which <laughs> is um, it's essentially a, a collective to try and reclaim spiritual practices and. I guess ancestor worship and veneration from capitalism and colonialism. Organising events for that. What do I like doing? Yeah, it's honestly theatre. It's, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, like you do the performing, yeah. Yeah, really I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah write, write stuff as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Writing and directing, and um, yeah, currently planning a performance protest that's yeah. called Theatre Is Dead in June. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the, what's the rationale of how the, what, just because now, like, I suppose you can't really go to the theatre at the moment. Yeah, no, it's kind of, well, it's based on a lot of things. I took a course on death and mm. that inspired me because we were learning about, like, all of these crazy shows that happened in Coney Island in, like, yeah. the 1900s. And one of them was, like, a journey to the underworld. And I was like, God, this is 
mad like you would get yeah, yeah. in a wooden coffin with like a glass case and you'd be able what, to it, as an audience yeah that sounds sick <laughs> yeah right like it sounds yeah. so fun and then you would see like all of these mourners uh, above you and like all of the willow trees in the in the graveyard and then you go yeah. to hell and you go to heaven and then you'd be back in your little coffin box at the end of the show <laughs> and I was like where did all of this go this is fantastic that's pretty good that's pretty immersive isn't it yeah like... that is what you call immersive theatre so yeah <laughs> like, um, I'd definitely so... sign up for something like that that'd be sick right yeah that, I mean yeah. it's probably not going to be that because you know budget <laughs> but it is going to be like a funeral march because essentially theatre's just been left yeah yeah that's yeah no that sounds pretty sick I, I, I don't actually know like much about it but like I definitely like yeah like immersive like kind of but I like I do like quite like performance art and so I suppose oh, like, a little bit of an overlap yeah but like oh nice what did you feel like were the overlaps like what did you feel like you had in common with each other uh the, you know the creativity stuff I guess and like yeah the creativity stuff I think there's a she did just like she was quite she's quite chatty as well I think I don't know it's like it was pretty comfortable like com- like consider it's like zoom with someone you've never met and and there's probably a nice balance between my madness and he's quite calm. He seems quite centred. Mm. Sparks were flying, clearly. <laughs> I mean, other than reading the same book, I was trying to rack my brains of like, yeah, what specific things were there? <laughs> Isn't it funny? Because when you've done these interviews with people, you're like, can you be specific, please? Like, what <laughs> what was in common? And they were like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> right. And you're like, we both read the same Polish book. I've got like a, I've got a spreadsheet. Uh, that's a bit weird, actually. Yeah, a spreadsheet. Like, well, of all the books you've read. Yeah, like the last year, I haven't done one for this year. That's quite smart, actually. It's like it's sick. I like, I don't know. I was giving them like one word reviews and stuff like that. That's I've really just, fun. Yeah, and then like, because you forget otherwise. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I, I also because I give books away at the end of I, well, I've been trying to sort of like reconfigure the scarcity mindset by by passing things on to kind yeah, of yeah. tell myself that I don't own things necessarily yeah, I'm yeah. looking after them and so if I read something that I'm like oh this person's really gonna love it so I'll just send it to them yeah, yeah. and um I've completely forgotten some of these really fantastic books that I've now given away <laughs> yeah yeah and you get like yeah it's, it's weird isn't it like how much and then it was something with joggy memory or something like oh I did read that like yeah. oh yeah shit yeah, that's pretty sick. But yeah, now I'm just looking. I got, I got it up. I did like. Actually, there's a non-fiction here. Oh yeah. The that Sapiens. I did. Uh, actually, oh, there's a good one with fiction. Have you heard that? that uh, I can't remember. That, I can't remember that Polish woman Olga Tokar. Oh yes. And then she's well into astrology, isn't it? Like yes. That. Yeah, that, um... that, that old woman. It was uh, yeah, drive drive your plow over the bones yeah, of the yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that book. That book was sick, isn't it? It's so so good. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, the animals are getting their revenge and stuff. Yeah. Like an environmentalist revenge tragedy with this whole woman who's obsessed with astrology. I love. Yeah, yeah. She's into like writing, directing, and like all like all of that. I feel like that's a similar thing to me. I guess like like wanting to do get involved with lots of different sides of things. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like yeah, definitely. Like I was normally find like I don't know even like ones where it's not like in a normally like if I have a date it's like in a bar or something and it's in the evening. Like for something that was in the morning, it was like yeah, it's, it's like 
quite good. Like, um, yeah, it was quite good having a, a chat. Yeah, <laughs> to know each other a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Did you go to like a theatre school or anything like that? I didn't, but I started in theatre really young. I started in uh, West End shows when I was seven. Oh, is it? So that's kind of my background, but it's very, I'm not at all interested in commercial theatre now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and quite strange having had like a career at 11. Ta- we've tapped into your childhood a little bit. That's true. Them. What about yours? Um, mine was, yeah, it was, it was all, yeah, I suppose it was, it was all right. <laughs> um, nah, I, do, I was, I was, yeah no um i actually was like i did a lot of swimming as a, when i was younger yeah i was like it was in like national competitions uh for like under 11s like come like third or something that was my yeah. peak of swimming <laughs> it's not it's not quite as good as uh chichi bang bang and I, well like, i, I think you got there yeah. it's actually uh, useful it's a useful skill to be able to yeah. swim well so is there have you done much zoom dating while you've been in lockdown no, no, dating. No, 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 none of that at all. No, I've done any dating really. Yeah, recently. So, yeah. For lockdown, I was I went to like and lived by the sea uh, for a bit. So like, yeah, like my ex had like a cottage. Uh, family had a cottage there. So, yeah, you know, like the Seven Sisters in Eastbourne. That was yeah. Uh, that yeah, it's like there. So that was like the best like walks. You just like walk along the cliffs and like yeah. Yeah, it's a strange thing. And I wouldn't say this is an incompatibility, but there were a few things where I was like, oh, maybe not red flags, but yellow flags. <laughs> where I was like, uh, like he mentioned his ex and I just, I just, anytime on a first date, somebody mentions their ex, there's no reason for you to be doing that. So it does send a little message in my mind going, okay, but this person is, whether you're conscious of it or not, floating at the top of, your subconscious because you're bringing them up to a complete stranger yes who on some level you are trying to impress yes it's true I always think that there is two reasons that someone brings up an ex on the first date because I've had this done so many times to me even with my current boyfriend he did it (laughs) and I'm like either you it's in your subconscious and you are just like bringing it in and you don't really know why you're just used to thinking about it and you think it's normal or even more strange you're trying to impress me by the fact that you've had exes so it is a little bit and obviously i mean you know there is there is also the aspect that uh you know i'm particularly sensitive to it because i dated somebody who i cared about Mm. very much and had to break up with because of a situation with their ex so yeah so I am I am more sensitive mm-hmm. to it because of that experience. Yeah, of course, of course. And I'm also sure that many people share very, very similar experiences. And this isn't, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's important for, for us to kind of take a moment and go, okay, but I'm, I'm not going on this date as a distraction. I, if I go on this date, then it means that I'm open on some level to the idea of union and partnership. And what does that actually yes. mean? Yeah, not that much into like astrology, but like a kind of like curious and stuff. Um, I'm kind of like a kind of interested, but like I'm not sure. I'm like, like I don't know. I'm not sure what yeah, what I think. I just like kind of like like musing about it, kind of thing. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, this is like fully believe or anything like that, I'm just like, mm, I'm, yes, because yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not quite open-minded with things, isn't it? So like, yeah, how about you, you, full on? Well, I, I think of astrology like a language. It's, it's yeah. definitely not a belief system. It's just yeah. like, it's kind of fascinating to see 
how astrology has played into like the buildings of cities and yeah. has there's like a 2000 year old pattern yeah so i think it's just kind of yeah a useful means of reevaluating our constructs and our structures and yeah. it's fun like it's it's all built yeah. myth and story and that's what i love yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's really cool now, I've actually thought of it as like a language. That's, that's quite interesting. Yeah, like kind of around, like, around you, like, you know, like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's so sick, right? I've actually thought of it opening my mind. Really. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like all, like, was the situationist stuff, you know, like, oh, yeah, um, was, or, like happenings and things like that. And, like, I can't remember, I haven't even thought about it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's the thing. I haven't really, that's why I don't feel like, and I just haven't thought about, like, oh, you know, like when you get in that headspace, you're like, oh, like this, and blah, blah, yes. and you always got like ideas popping. Yeah. I haven't really had that headspace that much recently, so like, yeah, um, that's why I don't feel like an artist uh, right now. So, like, I feel like that's a lot of people at the moment, though. I think, yeah. I think in general, it's hard to be creative, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What kind of stuff did you make? So, I did like kind of did do some like performance art ones, I did like did some like like big, big weird like fast like excessive like fast food banquet thing I did like uh and like it's really like formal but it's like on the stage as well actually and uh like says so, like people come and watch this like just people just eat themselves silly and then uh uh, I did another one there called like a like fruit orgy thing, and then that oh was like <laughs> that was like pretty similar. It's just like a load of some people in like suits in like a white space thing, but just like completely filled with fruit and like it, yeah, like that was quite good because like, I set it up. It had like a shop front window, so it's like you could see all the people inside, and it was like kind of like a weird like that's hilarious. Like, I wasn't really told to do anything, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crazy. It's quite funny that for somebody who signed up to an experiment to get matched based on astrology. He actually doesn't know very much about astrology. He, he knows jack shit about astrology. I think that part of the reason that, well certainly I'm sure that you want this experiment to work, is that you kind of come into it, yeah, with an open mind, which is nice, mm -hmm. you know, somebody open-minded. But I think the idea is that you use the birth chart as a means of seeing somebody holistically as a person and that's your basis to start off with like or, or even just coming into it with a distinct opinion about astrology either way i'm yeah. asking would you be interested in going on a second date or not yeah probably yeah i would yeah i think but it's true i think that there's that I imagine that now you've experienced this and everybody in the experiment, because obviously we're in a lockdown, that yeah. you're like, hmm, it's not a no, so I suppose it's a yes, um, but yeah. I need to smell you. <laughs> I think that's a very you thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I very to smell him. But but I think I think you're right in the sense of like it's not a no, so I so by default I suppose it's a yes. And I think there's also the I, I think it's really great that I've gone on this to really judge yeah. actually what the experience is like for other people, so that we do have more of a kind of understanding of what we are asking people to do, how much they can gauge, if at all. Mm. Um, and then there's also the difference of going on a date with somebody you've picked as opposed to somebody who has been picked for yeah. you and judging that difference. <laughs> so talk a bit about that because I, I find that really interesting. We've spoken about it a bit before about how often we can choose someone based upon unhealthy habits. Yes. And when someone's chosen for us, we think, oh, I'm not attracted to them, but you're actually just not traumatised. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So it's hard, it's hard to tell whether I'm going, oh, you're absolutely not the kind of person I would pick to go on a yeah. date with. And maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also like, but you're not somebody I would pick. It's, <laughs> it's know, so like, hard. It's, yeah. It's like, do I trust that actually we're all choosing from this point of trauma? Or am I actually then gaslighting myself by saying I should date someone I don't fancy in order to not be really traumatised? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind it's that it's impossible it's, it's just that <laughs> it's completely that and then also there's the added aspect of like the fact that you wanted to match us and I said yes of course love partly for the experiment and because of the you know the insight that we would get yeah. but um but I wouldn't say that I'm in a space of actively seeking partnership anyway. no no I wouldn't so, I feel like that was a kind of mirror between the two of you in the way that there was this sort of slight mm, opening, true. but I didn't feel that you were both like, I want, I want a romantic partner to build with at this stage in my life right now. No, exactly. No. And I think, again, it's difficult to measure because you're obviously going to compare it to dates you've had in person. Mm. And that's not fair. No. And, you know, bringing it back to compatibility I think there's probably a sense that we're both not completely open people yes first first house mm, um, stellium I would agree yeah. so let me ask you Jordana would you be interested in a second date IRL with Carl well like we said the fact that it's not an outright no I suppose makes it a default yes romantic love that <laughs> I know, swoon. Swoon. I mean, to be honest, the boat, yeah, the two of you. I mean, I'm sorry, but a Capricorn first house stellium and the Sagittarius first house stellium, you're going to both be pretty difficult eggs to crack. <laughs> <laughs>